Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to go over thing number three that I'm teaching my kids. The world is governed by absolute truths. Now, this sounds like this might be an obvious statement to make. However, in the world we live in right now, relativism in all forms pervades our culture. It's not taken as a standard fact that absolute truths exist. It is often said that we live in a post-truth world where absolute truth does not exist and that facts don't matter. Saying that everything is relative and that there is no absolute truth is an easy way out. That way anyone can defend any argument without backing it up with reality. Someone with a relativistic worldview can win any argument by saying, it's my truth, that's good enough for me and it should be good enough for you. Take any controversial topic that is out there today. Relativism makes winners out of all who venture any opinion. Now, I don't buy any of this post-truth garbage for a microsecond. There are clearly absolute truths in the world and in our shared human experience. There are absolute truths in every sphere of the human experience, including the moral, physical, emotional, spiritual, political, and scientific. And yes, especially mathematical. 2 plus 2 equals 4 is absolute truth. Obviously. And yet there are those who would argue that mathematics is a relative social construct. Seriously, this is a thing. To teach that truth is only relative is a path to disaster for an impressionable child and catastrophe for humanity as a whole. The world is governed by absolute truths. Recognition of this basic fact is critical to properly navigate life. The problems with quote-unquote my truth. My truth is often invoked by those trying to make their feelings factual. When someone tells quote-unquote my truth, then the demand is that others accept what they say is an authoritative viewpoint. There are many problems with the acceptance of a relative personal truth. When everyone's personal viewpoint is accepted as correct, then conflicts of quote-unquote my truths are inevitable. These conflicts are most serious when no one can agree on who has what rights and responsibilities. If one person claims the right to one thing and another says that that infringes on his own rights and both must be correct, then the matter is deadlocked. Expand this to 7 billion people and the deadlock is manifest. The acceptance of relativistic truth becomes catastrophic when my truth becomes the government's truth. The only way to break a deadlock where everyone is right is with violent force. The state controls the greatest amount of force. Acceptance of relativistic truths at a societal level necessitates state-sanctioned violence in order to keep everyone in their lane. Might makes right. Once the basic tenet of relativistic truth is accepted by a populace, a government can use that to bend everyone to its will. There's a direct line from individual moral relativism to government tyranny. In George Orwell's must-read book, 1984, 
the Ministry of Truth is constantly rewriting basic facts in order to bend the citizenry to the party's iron-fisted rule. Winston, who's the protagonist in 1984, is forced to accept obviously false dogma as fact, such as the statement 2 plus 2 equals 5. Why on earth would an authoritarian government want its people to believe such nonsense? It is because if the party can make you believe that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then you are malleable to all other false dogma that is far more important for the operation of the state. The manipulation of relative truth in the hands of the powerful demoralizes everyone. It's happening today when activists demand a historical figure be scrubbed from textbooks or an insane idea is forced upon a bewildered public by screaming protesters. In today's world, are the powerful trying to get everyone to believe things as ridiculous as 2 plus 2 equals 5? Absolutely. I bet you know exactly what some of those things are. In such a world where the state controls basic facts, even mathematics, the state can control everything. In such a world, the individual is lost and human flourishing withers. Absolute objective truth is rooted in reality. You always need to see how the world is rather than how you would like it to be. The world is based on absolute objective truths. There is a blazingly obvious argument exposing the fallacy of the relative truth dogma. If you were to say there is no absolute truth, then the statement is inherently contradictory. Obviously, if you were to say the converse, there is absolute truth, then this is a consistent statement. A belief in absolute truth guides the individual towards absolute truth. When motivated by absolute truth, an, in an individual acts in a way that aligns with how the world actually works, rather than how he wants it to work. Take Joe, for example. Joe is married with two kids. Say one day he says that his truth tells him that it is okay to cheat on his spouse and ignore his children because he reads a self-help book that encourages Joe to pursue his personal happiness. Joe equates happiness with pleasure, so he shacks up with a girl he met at yoga and leaves his family. Years later, long after his now ex-girlfriend and his family have forgotten about him, Joe sits alone in his shabby apartment drowning in debt drink and despair. Joe did not align himself with the absolute truth that a man needs his family. Also, there is the truth that happiness does not equal pleasure. Joe is also ignoring the truth that meaning and purpose fulfills a man. Absolute truth guides the individual along a forthright path. If you clump millions of individuals together, absolute truth guides that mass of people together in a way that is productive and in congruence with reality. I admire the people of the United States of America because the vast majority fervently believe that if you work hard in the right way, you can elevate your situation in life. This is an absolute truth. You are responsible for improving your own situation no matter where you started from. Can you imagine if hundreds of millions of people in a nation believed in this absolute truth? How strong would that country be? Maybe the strongest ever in the history of the world. 2 plus 2 equals 4 always has and always will be.
The differences between some things may be neutral, but this doesn't mean that these are relative truths. One of the main arguments against absolute truth is, well, some things are relative preferences, so doesn't that mean that there's relative truth? Now, just because truths are absolute, it doesn't mean that some differences in life aren't neutral. And just because the differences between some things are neutral doesn't mean that this is a proof of the existence of relative truth. Now, take the moral sphere where relativism is often applied. There are many decisions, moral decisions, that are close to morally neutral because the positive and negative impacts of a decision on the decision maker and those around him are almost equally balanced. Johnny likes chocolate over vanilla ice cream. Ming likes her vanilla over chocolate ice cream. Their preferences are their own. Both ice creams are, are mostly equally good and bad for both Johnny and Ming. Both chocolate and vanilla taste good to the individual taster. Chocolate and vanilla are about equally toxic to the liver. Perhaps there are some minor moral distinctions, such as a cacao farmer in Peru may benefit from more eaters of chocolate ice cream, and that vanilla eaters improve the life of a vanilla bean farmer in Mexico, sure. But for the most part, the quality of ice cream flavor is in the taste bud of the taster. Such examples of morally neutral decisions are plentiful in this world. However, it is very important not to extend relativistic notions to these morally neutral aspects of life. The distinction here is that some choices between different things are neutral. This does not mean that this is proof of relativism. Absolute objective truths interact with reality and are congruent with reality. Absolute objective truths do not contradict each other. Many truths are occluded to human vision, but we need to still try to uncover them. Human beings are hugely fallible. There is no way that any one person can uncover all of the truths that are in this world. That doesn't mean that we as, a, as humanity shouldn't try. Every single human being must strive to discover the truth of things. Once the truth is discovered, every human must have the courage to speak the truth, no matter whether it's a popular or unpopular stance. There is a very serious problem when a person gives up the fight to discover the truth of a matter. That person becomes demoralized, sapped of hope for something better. Accepting a lie, even a small lie, eats at the human soul. And accepting little lies paves the path for accepting bigger lies. Practical Reasons to Teach Kids About Objective Truths Parents try to get their kids to always tell the truth. It's considered to be a virtuous thing for children to tell the truth. Now, it is impossible to teach kids to tell the truth if the adults in the room only believe in relativistic truths. At the very least, we really want to act like there is absolute truth in front of our kids. We certainly would want to teach our children that there are absolute truths. I'm underlining this. What happens if we teach kids that there is only relative truth? Teaching kids that, quote-unquote, how you feel is what is real is a recipe for a spoiled child. 
If you are a parent, or even if you're not a parent and have observed a child for an entire day, then you know this to be a fact. A child, or even an immature adult, that is convinced his emotion is a compass that should guide every action will seriously crash and burn in life. Telling children that, quote-unquote, whatever you think up is your own truth, is a path to a meaningless and unproductive life. Say, a college student believes that she should earn more money the more she studies a topic that no one cares about, in other words, pursuing her truth, this will lead to inevitable dis disappointment. Now, what happens if we teach kids that there are absolute truths in the world? Our kids will interact with reality in congruence with that reality. Our children won't tell themselves lies. They will strive to learn what is actually true in the world. They will be able to build a strong foundation in their lives in all realms of importance, personal, physical, spiritual, familial, and moral. So how do you teach the truth to kids? Well, a good way to start is to teach kids that the world is in fact governed by absolute truths. This is number one. Now, to expand on this is kind of outside the scope of this podcast episode, but I've been working on this project called 50 Things I'm Teaching My Kids. This would be thing number three. So I hope to expand upon this idea that there is absolute truths and how to teach it to kids throughout this project. Now remember, saying that there is only relative truth is like saying that everyone is correct about everything. Reject this idea out of hand for you and your children. Belief in absolute objective truth is the foundation to forthrightly interacting with the world and finding a path to a good life. So thanks for joining me on this podcast episode. My name is Anthony Kim. You could catch up with me at my blog at dadsguide.org where you could participate in the comments or the forum. So thanks for, again for joining and I'll see you next episode.